Hello there and welcome into this edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. First up, it's Christian relationship expert Deborah Faleta, who prioritizes a person's emotional and mental health and provides encouragement for people to be honest when things are not going well in life. Then, it's Mae Patterson. She has a desire to see people draw closer to God and to respond to His invitation to fellowship with and grow in Him. Some insight on knowing Christ better is ahead. And on this edition of The Intersection, Ryan Reese has a varied background in music, skateboarding, and marketing, and teamed up a while back with two Christian musicians to form the Whosoevers. His life has been transformed, and he is devoted to calling young people to consider and come to Christ. Plus, Dan Britton and Ron Forsyth started reading the Proverbs together and discovering God's wisdom for their lives. They are challenging Christians to walk in that wisdom and to not do it alone. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Deborah Faleta is an advocate for healthy relationships. She's a licensed professional counselor, author, speaker, and host of the Love and Relationships podcast. In her book, Are You Really Okay? Getting Real About Who You Are, How You're Doing, and Why It Matters, she discusses mental and emotional pain and why it's important for people, including Christians, to open up about what is occurring inside. From a recent Meeting House conversation, here now is Deborah Faleta. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you so much for having me. That's a loaded question, especially with the book title. Are you really I had to do it. It was a test. I'm sorry. I know. It's so true because we have a tendency to answer that question very superficially. Like, I'm I'm good, and we just kind of push through. Yep. The uh, I'm doing fine. That I guess that was a popular retort for quite some time. And now, yeah, just as you said, I'm good. That's, you know, that's kind of how when people ask us how we are, you know, I'm doing OK. And so, you know, we kind of, I guess, in the in the Christian space and, and you, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't be telling you this. You're the one who's the licensed professional counselor. I'm the radio announcer. But it's kind of like. You know, do we really want people to know how we're doing? Because after all, we're Christians, so everything should be okay, right? Right. We assume that just because we're Christian means we're healthy emotionally, mentally. But here's the thing about it. We would never make that assumption when it comes to our physical health. I mean, you don't Mm. assume that when you come to Jesus, all of a sudden your cholesterol levels are going to be just right. Your blood pressure, your BMI. We would almost think that was an absurd expectation, but we make that same assumption with our physical, we make that same assumption with our mental and emotional health. We just assume that when we come to Jesus, we're going to be pros. We're not going to struggle in all of these areas, but that's not how it works. Is it accurate to actually equate or to develop an equivalency between one's physical health and mental health. In other words, should we or can we regard them in much the same way? I think so, because when we look at our emotional and mental health, they're made up of a couple components. One of them is our genetic makeup, you know, the patterns 
and the things that we have learned and the things that have been passed down to us. So nature and nurture and all the things we learn along the way. But the other component is physical because how we process and manage and handle our emotions, our mental and emotional health is part of how our brain functions. And so I think we can equate them in the same sense because just like you need to exercise your body for physical health, we need to exercise the muscles of our emotional and mental health as well. There's a training that goes into it. You know, you're known in the relationships space, if you will. Was this a departure, do you feel, for you as far as your your writing and the type of ministry that you do? Or is it more of a companionship? You know, my career started as a licensed counselor, which I still am today. So, So in the beginning of my career, it was all about depression, anxiety, addictions, um, difficult behaviors that people were experiencing and difficult emotions and helping them manage that. And I, I am very passionate about the subject of healthy relationships, but here's the thing about it. Healthy relationships cannot happen by accident. Hmm. Healthy relationships are made when you have healthy people involved in the relationship. And so if we actually want healthy relationships, what we have to do is take a couple steps back and take inventory of our own personal health because our relationships will only be as healthy as we are standing alone. So I think, like you said, this is a companion piece. Like if we truly want to be healthy in our relationships, we've got to take inventory of how healthy we are standing alone. What do you think is the, the biggest key or a biggest key to experiencing the healing that God wants to bring into our lives, especially in the mental and emotional realm? I think we do a decent job of, of this with our physical health. We, we go to the doctor's office once a year for our annual checkups and physicals. But how often do we stop and do a checkup on how we're doing emotionally and how we're doing mentally? And this is what I want to call Christians to do, not just to assume we're doing okay, but to, to actually pursue health, to be intentional about how we're using our time to become healthy, to stop and ask ourselves, what's going on underneath the surface emotionally? How, how empty am I feeling? What are the stress points going on in my life right now? Because even good things can cause stress. And for us to really stop on a regular basis, to take inventory and to do a checkup on how we're doing emotionally and mentally, because it has to start there. Deborah Faleda here on The Intersection. You can find out more at areyoureallyok.com. Her website address is truelovedates.com. Well, next up on this edition of The Intersection, it's the author of the book, Seeking a Familiar Face, The Transformational Journey of Connecting with God, May Patterson. In our recent conversation, she discussed her own experience in drawing near to God and encouraged listeners to seek Him. She's also written a companion guide called Seeking a Familiar Face, a 40-day guide for seeking God, a companion workbook. From that conversation, here now is May Patterson. I was so overwhelmed having those three babies, two and under. It was more than I could bear. See, I grew up in church, you know, and... I really was in, I guess, focusing more on the religion part of it and not really investing much in the relationship with God. And so when my life got 
or difficult. You know, when I had the children, it was wonderful. And yet at the same time, it was very hard to have all those babies at once. And so uh, it drove me to to seek after him in a new way that I had never done before because I really needed him. And I realized that, that I hadn't neglected that relationship. And so I started doing little things. It was the busiest time of my life. And so I started doing little things every day to reach out to God. And that's really the reason that we seek after him is so to know him better for a purpose. You know, everything has purpose. If you think about it, I want to know him better. I want to know him better. And so I would do something small every day to reach out to him. And it was not long until I did discover something. And I didn't even know this at the time, but seeking after him is a series of discoveries. And you discover things about him and then also about yourself. And so this just was huge for me to discover. I discovered the first thing, I guess, was that God was sovereign. I never really thought about him being sovereign over my life, which means he reigns over your circumstances. And and I got to see that my mothering and having all these babies at once had a purpose. And it gave me a sense of purpose in what I was doing just by realizing that God was sovereign. And, you know, the weird thing, when you learn something about God, then you also learn something about yourself, too. And I saw that I saw myself as a victim and had been feeling sorry for myself because I had such a big workload, you know, at the time. And so uh, this helped me overcome that. And it made me such a better parent because who wants to be raised by a mama who's overwhelmed and, mm. and thinks of everything as a burden, you know. And so I'm so grateful to find that out. And it really helped me. That's why I wrote the book, because I feel like there's someone else out there that might have neglected that relationship with him. And I just want to encourage them. It's worth the time. Your children had grown up and left the house, and God placed a call upon your life to communicate his word. Tell me just a bit about how that occurred. Well, it it did. When my, my boys were in high school and headed toward college, and I felt this message in my heart. I mean, I I was doing a little bit of volunteer work. I was um, involved in several ministries and on the ladies' board at my church. And I kept running into women and talking with people through the ministries that I was working with who had lost their hope. And, and, you know, as Christians, we have the greatest hope that there is. (laughs) There is no greater hope. Than being a Christian, we have such a bright future ahead. And that was frustrating to me in a way because I just wanted to encourage everyone to say, look up, look up, see what God is doing. Don't look around at your circumstances. Don't look around at what is so wrong with the world. Instead, look up and see what he has in store for us and who he is. To, to reach after that, to focus on the unseen, because I don't want people to lose their hope. And so this just just lit a fire in me, I guess, because I felt like people just need encouragement to do this. Life is discouraging, and and I know for me too. And so I just felt motivated and compelled to go around and try to encourage anyone I could 
to seek after him and, and to look up instead of looking around. And so that's why I wrote the book, because this practice has helped me so much to be able to look up to him every day. It just sets my whole day right. It sets my thinking right. It affects my attitudes. It becomes a way of living and a mindset, and I know how helpful it can be. And so I just wanted to share this with the world. May Patterson here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to may, M-A-Y, patterson.com. This is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can learn more by going to meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. At that website, you can find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on The Intersection Podcast. There's also a link to The Intersection Podcast in the Media Center and to the iTunes feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Plus, there's a link to video content. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and through a variety of podcast platforms. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. The intersection continues now with the co-founder of the Whosoevers, Ryan Reese, who discussed the transformation that has taken place in his life through Christ and how the Whosoevers, through creative events, bring the gospel to communities. He also talked about his book called Kill the Noise, Finding Meaning Above the Madness, and shared the background of the Pray Hard specialty shoes. From that conversation, this is Ryan Reese now. I basically um, just got caught up in the, the drugs and alcohol. I'm out here from Los Angeles, California, but I just got caught up in the lifestyles of what everyone's seen through social media. And just, you know, the Bible talks about the lust of the eye, the pride of the life, the lust of the flesh. It's that simple. Uh, it was all about me, 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 satisfying my body appetite. And uh, I ended up uh, ODing in a hotel room in Costa Rica on a skateboard tour um, of nine days of cocaine and Xanax. And uh, just partied a little bit too hard. And um, the skate team called, the professional skateboarders called my parents and said, we're losing your son out here at the Sheraton Hotel in Panama City. And my parents prayed because they were Christians. And my dad's actually a pastor of Calvary Chapel in, in, uh, in L.A. And uh, they prayed. And by God's grace, I came out of it. And that mm. was the moment uh, when I was in that hotel room. And I just said, dude, I'm done and I just repented. This was after me walking away from God for like 23 years of my life. Like no, nothing to do with God. I was completely anti-God, the church. I hated everything to do with it. And then I repented and, and re- repenting to me is where I actually killed the noise. That's why I wrote the book. I killed the noise. I said, okay, I am done hmm. with everything from the world. I'm done with the drugs, the alcohol. I'm done with like chasing money, chasing women, success. I just want God, if he, has, if he is real and he exists and he has a plan for my life, I'm done with all this. And I just repented. I killed the noise and I, went, I stole the Bible from a hotel. It's a Gideon's Bible. <laughs> there was a Bible there. Stole it, read it in the plane for five hours straight from LA to uh, from Panama City to LAX. And I remember landing and I felt this overwhelming peace for the first time in my life. And that's because I repented 
I gave my life to Christ, and then God filled me with his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is, that, is peace. And I felt peace after reading the living word of God, and I just felt that peace. And I went home the next day, woke up the next morning, and I went to the Christian bookstore to actually buy a Bible that I could read because I left that other one on the plane. And I saw this book with this guy on the front cover that was covered in tattoos. He looked super sketchy. He looked like my, me and all my friends. And I said, <laughs> who is this? And they said, it's the guitar player from Korn. And wow. that was Brian Head Welch. And I was like, why is he even in this bookstore? Like, I didn't understand why a corn guy, I don't, I know corn. Why is he in a Christian bookstore? And they're like, he's a Christian now. And I was like, no way. And basically I read that book within three days while reading the Bible. And God just showed me that it was the first time the Holy Spirit spoke to me and just put it, put it, pressed it on my heart that I was going to work with him. And funny enough, later on, I ended up, you know, in Israel on a trip. I invited Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer for POD. We went to Israel, and he came up with the idea called the Whosoever is the name. And he says he saw like a worldwide movement breaking through all different um, sects of Christianity, uh, all the different denominations, and just going, working together in unity around the world to bring people to Christ, snatch them out of the flames of fire like Jude says, going to the gates of hell at concerts, skate parks, just out in the world like Jesus says, go and make disciples and snatching them out. And from that point, that's when uh, we started the Whosoever's movement. We all came together and decided that we were going to tell our stories. And basically from 13 years ago, we started doing massive music festivals all over the place and concerts and telling our stories. And it has not stopped since. Pray Hard has, has been part of our campaign from the very beginning of the Whosoever's. Because um, we need to pray, you know, when you, when you pray, that's, the, that's how we talk to, to God. And the whole relationship is when you look at Jesus, while he was here on earth, he would always get away from the disciples, get away. He would kill, he basically, Jesus would kill the noise and get away from people. And he would commune with the Father in prayer. And when you pray, that's, uh, that's the communication and things happen. You know, things happen when you pray. So we want to just encourage people and remind people that, Prayer is so important. And what we did is we came out with this new shoe, and it has pray hard. Pray on the heel and hard on the uh, other heel on the back of the shoe. And then inside it has John 3.16, uh, the verse. And it's a, it's, it's a classic slip-on, and it's a message. It's, a, you know, if the world's coming out with Satan and pentagrams and, 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 and constantly putting this garbage in our face, they don't even know what they're entangling themselves with. When you start messing with the supernatural realm of the darkness, I've seen it. I've been involved with it. It's no, it's no good. It's that those strongholds mm. and that bondage that the enemy wants to get and destroy you. Because he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give life abundantly. And you know these feet is just a way to these shoes are just a way to represent Christ and uh, to let the message out. Ryan Reese here on the intersection. You can learn more by going to the website killthenoisebook.com. The Whosoever's website is thewhosoevers.com. Finally, on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Dan Britton, Chief Field Officer with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Ron Forsyth, a business strategist who was founding executive editor of churchleaders.com. In our conversation, they related how they came to write their collaborative book, The Wisdom Challenge, Experience the Life-Changing Power of Proverbs, they shared what they discovered through reading Proverbs in tandem. Here now from that conversation are Dan Britton and Ron Forseth. Really, it started with Ron. Ron has a very powerful testimony how 
he was in a in a dry spell spiritually in his life and he uh was prompted by god to to read proverbs and after that god prompted him to to do it with someone else and man i god put it put it on his heart to to call his friend dan Britton. i was the uh, fortunate recipient that god directed him to me to call and he said hey dan he says i i'd love to uh, read proverbs next month with you and i was like oh i i do that you know one proverb a day keep satan away 31 proverbs mm -hmm. and i i've done that for years he goes no 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 like let's do it together and I was like, oh, get on the phone and read it together. I was, and he's like, no, no, no. You read it, I read it. And then we text each other or communicate, call or email what God has taught you. The one truth, the one nugget, that, that verse or insight or principle that God revealed to you. And we'll just zing it back and forth to each other. And I was like, man, that sounds great. And so about 10 days into it, Bob, I tell you, it, it, it opened up a whole new side to Proverbs. I, again, I've read through Proverbs. I know Proverbs. I've done it on my own. But I was anticipating. I was waiting for Ron to share his insight. I couldn't wait to read God's word, to spend time in God's word, and, and then send back to him what God revealed to, to, to me. Would it be the same verse? Would it be a different verse? How would God allow us interact with that day, that chapter, the Proverbs? And and Bob, just to, to, to bring it to a close is that it, it was the most powerful month of reading scripture by just simply doing it with someone. And uh, I got to the end of it. And, 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 and so I didn't know this, but Ron pulled a trick on me. He said, OK, um, so who are you going to do it again with next next month? I go, you. I, that was so much fun. I want to do it with you. And, and he goes, he said, that's not allowed. He goes, this is the wisdom challenge. The wisdom challenge has to go on and has to impact other lives. He goes, pray about just the same way I prayed that God put you on my heart. Who is God putting on your heart? And, and Bob, as I prayed about it, um, the Lord put my son Eli uh, on my heart. And even though I've spent time in family Bible studies and, and obviously spending time talking about scripture. Uh, we actually did the wisdom challenge the following month and, and Bob, the same thing happened. It was the first time in a very intimate, personal way with my son that I saw the way he looked at scriptures and how he viewed God's word. And it just was an amazing month of, of journeying in the wisdom challenge. Well, what happened with me was, as Dan referred to it, in March 1, 2012, I, I woke up that morning and I thought it was just a regular morning and uh, God had something else in mind. Uh, I was very frustrated in my spiritual life. Uh, my devotional life had dried up. A lot of times I just wouldn't have devotions because there was nothing there. And, and uh, I, I asked God, I said, God, what's going on? What can I do to get back the close relationship that I had with you? And uh, he gave me an insight that was very life-changing. And God just whispered to me, he said, eat spiritual food before you eat physical food. And that principle, as Dan likes to put it, um, read the Bible before you have breakfast, linking uh, something we do every day to something good that we want to do, uh, is, we call it a, an atomic power habit or a power of habit. And, and I said, okay. I said, I, I, know, I know how to eat spiritual food. I just go to the Bible. And so I said, to God, where do you want me to start? And and he said, Proverbs. And I jumped into Proverbs. And I'll tell you what, I went through chapter one that day. 
And it was like God was looking over my shoulders and he was making every verse bright. And it was such a rich experience that I couldn't wait till the, the set March 2nd. And I started chapter two and then on the third chapter three and I went all the way to the end. It's like, this was great. I said, okay, God, now what? And he said, do it again. So I did it again. And then about the third month, I thought, you know, this is too good to keep to myself. This stuff called wisdom, which is embedded in Proverbs, is just too good to keep to myself. So I reached out to Dan and uh, I said, Dan, would you join me in, uh, I didn't call it the wisdom challenge then, but we've come to call it the wisdom challenge because each month we challenge a new person to go through Proverbs with us and we get done, we challenge them to pass it on to somebody else. Ron Forseth and Dan Britton here on The Intersection. You can find out more through the website wisdomchallenge.com. Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. Learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find that link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests on The Intersection Podcast. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as to iTunes. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House, and the other is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page, and there's a link to video content. Again, you can go to meetinghouseonline.info or visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.